Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. The sounds of a Ukrainian choir as we go live to Joseph Lindsley in Ukraine. Joe, uh, where where did this take place and and when? Uh, Bob, good afternoon from Kharkiv. Uh, this is a choir in Kharkiv on Saturday. I can't tell you exactly where because uh, this was the event I told you about yesterday where there were maybe about 300 uh, volunteers, uh, just people from all different walks of life who have devoted themselves uh, to working for Ukrainian Victory. And at this event, uh, soldiers were giving them medals and people were connecting and finding you know, still better ways uh, to collaborate. And in the true Ukrainian spirit, even though it was during an air alarm uh, here in Kharkiv, uh, 30 miles to Russia, uh, they always have music. And so there were a few choirs. And in fact, this choir also sang some uh, uh, great American spirituals uh, to show their appreciation uh, for the support of the United States, even though there only were three Americans in that room of 300 people. Hmm. And it really it reminds me of what a Ukrainian friend uh, who's an engineer and now a full-time volunteer, he said uh, the, you know, the, the, the uh, freedom... The idea of freedom is embroidered in our songs, in our lives. And, you know, it's such a deep part of the uh, Ukrainian spirit that, that culture and freedom go together. And, and that's really what I, I've seen he, uh, here, especially in Kharkiv, the way, you know, you, you go to the hotel lobbies or the cafes and you have um, Ukrainians and uh, people from the United States and India and, and the U.K., all over the world collaborating in amazing ways uh, to help. Um, I was just talking with, um, I had coffee this morning with, a friend of mine who I knew from before the war, a Ukrainian, and he was a bartender before the war. Uh, when, when Russia invaded uh, the full-scale invasion February 24th, his girlfriend became a medic, and now he's her driver. And they're on the, they left Kiev. They, they permanently live in the east uh, near the front lines, and their days are filled with uh, whenever they get a notification that there are casualties, uh, they hop in their vehicle and they race to the scene. And, and give people the first aid they need and get them to hospitals. And, and so you, you see how everyone has really been transformed. And it's so strange to talk with people who I knew before the war. And, it, you know, you still sort of see the same person, but, you know, we've all changed our uh, focus and mentality. And as my friend said, you know, it's like we're living in an action hero movie every single day. And you know, it's something you never imagined in your life. And it, it feels like a dream, uh, but of course it's not. And it keeps going. I can't imagine what that is like. Uh, As uh, everyone knows, uh, we get tremendous feedback from our listeners. So many emails and texts praising uh, Joseph's reporting in Ukraine. And occasionally, uh, a point of, you could call it criticism, Uh, listen to this uh, text here. That reads, I've noticed that Mr. Lindsley never deters from painting Ukraine in a positive light. Is it still journalism if there is never any scrutiny of what occurs around you? Ask Joseph about the recent article in the New York Times. And then this listener, uh, Joseph, sent me the story with the headline, Critics say a new media law signed by Zelensky could restrict press freedom in Ukraine. Uh, What do you know about this and what do you have to say about this? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a great point. Uh, at the end of uh, last year, the Ukrainian parliament, the RADA, passed a law uh, to create some kind of mechanism to really to control the press, you know, the, the ostensibly to attack uh, what they would call fake news. Uh, President Zelensky signed it. And the, uh, the parliament and the people that pushed for the law said they're simply bringing themselves in accord with European standards. 
uh, as a journalist and as American, as an American, I'm pretty much a free speech uh, absolutist. Uh, you know, even the United Kingdom has a press standards organization, which I uh, deeply oppose because, you know, this I think the American founding fathers understood. Uh, in fact, James Madison said, if men were angels, no government would be necessary. If angels were to govern men, neither external nor internal controls on government would be necessary. But obviously, we don't live in the world of angels. And if, if ever, you know, the, the, yes, there's lots of problems about, uh, you know, uh, lies and, 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 and un, you know, fake news and all kinds of things. But if you ever give power to government officials, then they will forevermore have the ability to determine what is true and what's not. And, and you lose democracy as soon as you give up that power. And, and so I think that this is it's a major problem. Ukrainians. In fact, when I was at that gathering, so we, we were listening to the music uh, at the beginning of this. And I wanted people to kind of feel what it was like to be there. But a common topic among the Ukrainian civil society, which is just regular people, civic leaders, volunteers, is, is fighting corruption. And they've been on that mission uh, ever since um, ever since the revolution of 2014, really. And in fact, uh, a friend of mine said our, our government was not so important in the beginning of the war. Ninety nine percent of the work was done by regular people. And so there is uh, uh, I, certainly uh, unease about uh, con- attempts to control media. I think when it comes to the way Ukrainians communicate on social media, uh, you know, sort of it's an unstoppable uh, it's an unstoppable force. In fact, the National Union of Journalists of Ukraine, they oppose this legislation. They po- actually it's a law now. They oppose the law. They say such powers are clearly excessive. No one has yet managed to tame freedom of speech in Ukraine. It won't work this time either. And so there is this sort of confidence. You could call it the the, the fourth branch of government in Ukraine is the Maidan, the public square. Uh, and and, and I, I saw this during my time here in the pandemic. The government knew, unlike in some European countries, it couldn't lock people in their houses. You would have a revolution. And so there's always this dance between the people and those in power. Uh, and in the wartime, I mean... You can, you know, there's been a martial law declared uh, only after Russia invaded February 24th, uh, which has uh, officially made some restrictions. Uh, and but I, but again, as a, as a free speech, as a journalist, as a free speech absolutist, uh, I, I think it is dangerous. Uh, and I do see I have stories from friends who have been like Ukrainian political strategists uh, who work with uh, corruption fighters. And there is, has been some concern that. Uh, overzealous people, even in President Zelensky's administration, uh, as any political operatives like to do, are trying to control things too much. So sometimes you might have a very popular uh, politician like Vitaly Kim, uh, the governor of, uh, of uh, Mikolaev Oblast. And I've heard stories that uh, p- people in Kiev have told very popular middle-level politicians to tone themselves down uh, so that there's, there's not threats uh, to, uh, you know, th- threats in the political sense uh, to the government. And so always there is you know the, the the human nature doesn't change in the war as as a friend in poland says you know war verifies it uh and so these things continue and the battles against corruption uh continue a lot of that corruption came from moscow but but there, there was there it still exists here and unfortunately some of the best corruption fighters like the, the young activists were the first people to sign up to go fight and several of them like my friend roman rutushny have been killed uh and so this is a very real uh problem uh, but but overall, it's and, and I think what, what the Russian propaganda tries to say, oh, this is why, uh, you know, Ukraine, you know, we, people certainly support Ukraine. Tucker Carlson says this. But this is not about the government. Uh, this is about the, the, the people who want to be free. Uh, if, if, if President Zelensky ever wanted to give up territory, I think the people would say, well, we, um, 
that they need a new leader. So really, this is uh, uh, it's a fierce democracy. And uh, and that's what that's what I defend. But yes, there's many things to investigate and explore. Uh, and I'm happy to address those as we talk every day. We need truth tellers like you, and we need our checks and balances. And let me leave you with this text from a listener. Joseph is so eloquent, so astute, so compassionate, brings tears to my eyes. He should win a Peabody or a Pulitzer. And it's signed, From a Fellow and Humbled Domer. That's, that's oh. what you no, Notre Dame grads call yourselves, right? That's right. Go hires. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Joseph I, I, Go ahead, John. On, onward to victory, as the Victory March says. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you are. And we'll talk tomorrow. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Bob.